Salutations, viewers. My name is Brandon Davis, and we're coming at you live from Five Points Festival with writer Christopher Hastings, and you're watching Comics Verse. Now, next week, you have a new book coming out, uh, I Am Groot, which is based on everyone's favorite tree monster, as we all know. And I was wondering if we could ask a few questions about, you know, what's going to be happening in the book or, you know, what time it may take place? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, just in general, what's happening? Uh, yeah, just general stuff. You don't, have to, you don't have to spoil everything, you know. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, don't, I never want to spoil. Uh, so, yeah, we have, a, you know, the little little baby version of Groot. Uh, we, uh, and he, the, the Guardians run into kind of like a weird space portal of some sort. It's like a wormhole kind of thing. And uh, as they're desperately trying to get back through it, he accidentally... Um, hits a, a button that ejects him from the ship and uh, the Guardians lose him and uh, they go back through and he's in a completely other dimension all alone no one can understand what he's saying uh, same as us and uh, yeah he has to basically figure out how to get free from this planet that he ends up adrift on uh, to get back home to the Guardians while kind of unlocking the secrets of the planet as a way of figuring out how to get back home okay now, you mentioned, you know, that not a lot of people are going to be understanding him. So, what are the challenges that come with writing a character that literally only knows three words and most of the time you're going to allow, you know, his interactions with the environment and all that? How does that work out for you? Yeah, uh, I, I get asked this a lot, and I, I think that's a, a, a very understandable question because uh, it is. It's tricky. He, he's, he functionally doesn't say anything. Um, but um, it, it's really just sort of a, it's, a, it's an opportunity to uh, try to really make use of the fact that you know comics is a visual medium uh so we he can you know he can communicate like sort of your basic stuff like you know things he wants things he's afraid of and um you know it's a great opportunity to do a lot of visual humor like him running around and stuff like that and like really like fun sight gags and stuff but um a big thing i, I kind of went to is like i thought about like legend of zelda games you know or like uh earthbound because you know like uh ness and link don't talk but like those games have such rich story and uh, very quickly realized I'm like, oh, the NPCs do a lot of the talking. So we can kind of make that work around I Am Groot as well. That actually brings us to my next question because in a few interviews in the past, you mentioned how me, like, you know, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, and the never-ending story, they have a lot of influence on the works that you make. So what kind of, like, ideas or themes that we are we probably going to be seeing in the book? You know, like how Majora's Mask deals with, you know, finding yourself and, you know, helping others and never-ending stories about finding your way back home. Uh, yeah, you, you're totally getting it. Uh, yeah, so, like, this one is, it's about sort of, like, Groot being kind of stuck at this young stage in his life. Like, in the main Guardians book, they don't entirely know why Groot can't, like, grow up as fast as he usually does. And this is sort of about him being stuck in this moment, and it's sort of, like, that's reflected in all the characters around him about them fulfilling their potential uh, the same way that he needs to. Now, moving on from Groot for a second, I want to talk about your other Marvel title, uh, The Unbelievable Gwenpool, a yeah. uh, personal favorite of mine. Thanks. Now, how, how, what's been the best part of writing about essentially like one of us, you know, that winds up in the Marvel Universe, and they have to try and differentiate between their reality, that's, you know, just kind of like basic Earth, and then a whole new Earth, which is, you know, full of cosmic powers and more damage on a daily basis like what's been the best part about writing about that kind of stuff 
Um, well, I just it it kind of lets me express all those sort of meta thoughts that I have about like fiction, particularly superhero fiction. Like, like why do all these people live in this world where every single problem is solved by someone in spandex punching someone else? You know, so it, it and it's sort of fun to like just completely be truthful about like the tropes and the conventions of like superhero comics, particularly in like a shared universe like the Marvel one. So like, I you know like we had that scene with. We have we, we explore a lot of it with like Batroc the Leaper. Like he's been this perfect character to do all that off of. Like he's this like goofy jumping kicking bad guy. But like with Gwenpool we could show like no, he's a real person. Like and he has his own ideas about what it's like living in this world because he's been, you know, suffering as Captain America's villain for a long time. So he's got a certain perspective on things that like Gwen kinda bounces off of. Right, and but you get to show a lot of these like side characters that normally you know we make fun of. Like, yeah. like I remember recently, like maybe about a year or two ago, Batroc was like getting his butt whipped by Deadpool, and what was weird crossovers. And now we get to see that that he's a villain, but you know he's not like he's like um he's trying to make it work basically. Yeah. Oh, just like anybody is, you know, <laughs> like like these characters have a life outside of their punchlines in these books. Right. Are there any characters that you want to work with or that you haven't, like, you know, had a chance to explore with or that you're dreaming of using in the book? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely want to get more of Miles Morales in there. Uh, they had a fun crossover where, like, again, like, she kind of reveals to Miles, like, that maybe she's not, like, a totally good person and he has to, like, shut it down. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can tell you, we're bringing Miles back uh, for a pretty cool arc. And, um... Uh, I think I'm like not allowed to spoil the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's all I was good. About to say one, I'm like, oh, that hasn't been announced yet. I sh uh, and I've been specifically told not to talk about it. You almost got me. <laughs> right. Now, speaking of next arcs, I know if you can tell us a little bit about this one since you're keeping everything on the wraps. But <laughs> we know that um, after this month's issue, she she's going to like get a chance to see like her old. Her old past, you know, coincide with the new one and the new arc beyond the fourth wall. Um, can you tell us maybe a little bit about what kind of changes she might go through? You know, seeing the old, her older self, sort of in a way. Yeah, I, I totally. I can talk about that. I'm happy to. Uh, I'm very excited about beyond the fourth wall. Um, we so like we we kind of get to see like what her life was like in the real world a little bit before the Marvel Universe. And you get to see what that fangirl was like uh, before you know she put on her outfit and actually started like you know being buddies with all these superheroes and stuff like that uh, and you kind of get to see the irresponsible person in real life and what that looked like before all the superheroes came along and then beyond that um, she kind of gains an even greater knowledge of that she's in a comic book not just that she's like with comic book characters but she kind of starts to be able to like know that she's really in a book and like that kind of manifests in some very cool new ways. Yeah, I've noticed a lot in the book that, in addition to dealing with like the tropes and everything, it's it's also showing how some of my interactive to try and like escape from like their problems or you know the the dark side of their past and trying to you know replace that with a new world, trying to like make a new beginning. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to add to that. That was very well said. <laughs> Thank you. Are there um are there any other projects that you have coming down the line that you can announce or any other like maybe crossovers whether it's Gwenpool or Groot or anyone else really? Uh, not really. It's really right now. My main things are, are Groot and Gwenpool. I, uh, I I have I don't really have very much else going on that I, again sorry that I can talk about. Um, I have 
Yeah, that's it that I can talk about. <laughs> I was like, oh, again, I cannot, I'm not allowed to talk about these things yet. But for, yeah, that's, that's going on for a considerable time. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Hastings. Thank you for the time. Hey, thanks so much for talking to me. No problem. For more interviews, videos, reviews, and podcasts, please be sure to check us out at comicsverse.com. My name is Brandon Davis, and we're signing off.